It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hugh Freeze and the Auburn Tigers pull off one of the biggest Auburn recruiting wins in the past decade. What does landing Demarcus Riddick mean for the Auburn football program? Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Our Cruton Thursday with Locked On recruiting expert Brian Smith is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. Head over to linkedin.com slash Locked On College to post your job for free. And thank you to LinkedIn for being the official college football recruiting sponsor throughout the Locked On Podcast Network. Brian, yesterday was a huge day for Auburn football recruiting. Hugh Freeze and his staff went toe-to-toe with Alabama. And Georgia ended up getting one of the best linebackers in all of high school football in this 2024 class, Demarcus Riddick. In your mind, how big was this win for this program? It is humongous on many fronts. Number one, look, it never goes out of style to beat Alabama for one of the kids they coveted. Mm. Number two, same thing, just insert the word Georgia. So, I mean, those are the two. Sure. I mean, it's, it's, it's ironic. It's their two biggest rivals but it's also the two biggest names in football right now. So that's pretty unique. And it's what side of the ball does Auburn need more help? Probably defense. I take O-line out of it. That's sure. okay. Go either way. Got it. Getting a kid like this, he's going to walk in and play. For those people out there that don't know, we're talking about a guy that can play the edge, play middle, play whatever he wants, play in space. He is a dude. That's why Kirby and that's why Nick have been winning so much. They're trotting out guys that are going to the NFL. This is an NFL player. Huge news for the Tigers. Yeah, you talked about how versatile he is. He's also very instinctive. I mean, there's so much to love about this kid as a player. Versatile, athletic. Seems like his his you know play recognition is very, very good. You can tell he's watching a lot of tape. He understands what offenses are trying sure. to do and his role within the defense. Um, instant impact player, it sounds like, in your mind. If he started before the end of his freshman year, it wouldn't surprise me, and it should not surprise anybody that supports the Orange Blue. Yeah. that's. I mean, there's there's not a lot to not like about this. Matter of fact, there's nothing. This Maybe he also helps some other kids, some of these guys, you know what I mean? Like, that's important, too. The demographics mm-hmm. of this, the timing of this, got to kind of like it with this Big Cat weekend thing getting ready to ha- take place. Yeah, he announced he was attending Big Cat Weekend weeks ago, and he was announcing a few days prior to that. Uh, it was kind of a, a nice sign of like, oh, it'd be a little awkward if he chose somewhere else and then went to Big Cat instead of spending that weekend, you know, at Alabama or um, you know at Georgia. So uh, I think the writing was certainly certainly on the wall, Brian. But he wanted to announce on his mother's birthday, and that's I don't funny. know, I don't know if um, if that's the full story or not. I have no clue. Um, the way he announced was cool. He handed his mother like a happy birthday bag. And as she pulled out the Auburn hat, he said he was going to, you know, going to Auburn, which is, which is cool, kind of including his family in it. But as far as sending a message to Alabama and Georgia, we talked about this a few weeks ago when they landed Joseph Phillips. 
uh, a very talented linebacker that Georgia made a strong push. In fact, a lot of people kind of wrote Auburn out of it and said, oh man, Georgia's going to scoop him up. And they held off that late push. Does this continue to send that message that Auburn and Hugh Freeze, like, he's not afraid of going after players that Alabama and Georgia want? Well, if he was, he wouldn't be around very long. I can assure you that. Um, you yeah. have to win those battles. And when Auburn has been really good, they've won their fair share. Now, it still doesn't hurt to have guys like Cam Newton on your roster, but at the same time, you got to have a lot of depth, and they need more help on defense and offense across the board. This is how you do it. You're not going to get better by getting kids at Alabama and Georgia don't want. you got to beat them. There, there is no shortcut here, man. It's And that's, I mean, think about the footprint for Auburn. It's right in the middle of those two schools. It mm -hmm. just is. So they're in one of the most unique recruiting areas on planet Earth for any sport in any way, shape, or form. So when Auburn is good, though, it also helps college football. You have no idea how many second-team favorite Auburn fans there are in the world right now because all these other college football fans hate Alabama and Georgia because they have just they're sick of them. No, I'm dead serious. Like it's, I, I believe it. I believe you know, it. Like, think about the D linemen that those schools and, and throw Clemson in there. If you go to the college football playoff, where do they come from? Alabama and Georgia. Mm -hmm. Nine times out of ten. Some yeah. of these other schools, Auburn and et cetera, have to start winning some of those battles. So they're not all going to like three freaking schools. Right. So let's talk about a guy that's on campus right now before Big Cat. Um Camarian. Uh, a, a very talented player that that I think Auburn fans feel somewhat good about, better than they did um, a few days ago. But Camarion Franklin, uh, a talented standout guy in this 2024 class, do you think it's a good sign that he's kind of coming early, getting more one-on-one -on -one time? Or do you think uh, if this was a serious, serious, serious thing, um, he'd come for Big Cat Weekend? Well, he was at Miami during their camp, and he went down to work with the coaches. He wants to see what it's really like to be around them one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was interesting. So if he's doing it again with Auburn, this is a trend. And it's it's for a reason. He's not just any kid. I know him. Quiet kid, very cerebral. He wants to get to know you. He's a traditional, calm, laid-back kid from Mississippi. But he's massive. He, there's a reason he's coveted by freaking everybody. Right. I think he's the kind of guy that Auburn has a shot at now. Because, some like, again, Riddick, some of these other guys – that matters, dude. Like, you don't want to go be the guy and nobody's around you. You yeah. ain't going to do that. Right. You want to play with other dudes. That is going to help. He's going to get some one-on-one -on -one time. Yeah, Auburn's in it. He wouldn't be there right now for no reason. He's kind of the end of his recruitment, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Miami, and Auburn. It's one of those four. And he said that he's announcing soon, and it always makes you feel a little good. I guess there's multiple ways you could take it, though, Brian. If he says he's going to commit soon – um, because he tweeted out announcement coming soon with some eye emojis. I, yeah, believe. I saw that. Yeah, and and then he's at Auburn, and then it's like, is is he just kind of checking to make sure it's like he knows what Auburn is, and then he's going to make his decision. He's going to make his decision soon because he's in Auburn. I mean, there's multiple ways you can kind of look into that, right? Uh, he's going to visit Miami again too. I yeah, I, I I've given up trying to understand 17 year olds at least a long time ago. It's it's kept my psychiatry bills down, and it's it's just kind of the way it has to be. But he's had so many offers, he's really struggled to narrow it. Mm -hmm. So when he added the Auburn, he started looking at them. I'm like, okay, we're going the other direction with the numbers. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Your guess is good as mine, Zach. I'm with you. I'm with you. And, you know, maybe maybe adding Demarcus Riddick 
Um, while he was on campus, created extra buzz. We'll see if he That's buys right. into that at all. I mean, there, there's so many different factors that go into all these different sales pitches, right, Brian? I mean, the timing of all this is usually pretty strategic. Um, if he needs a more one-on-one treatment, I think that certainly makes sense as you kind of described his personality. But um, I don't know. It seems like Miami is a big factor here. Miami will be getting like their fifth visit from him this year. That's a lot, bro. That's a lot. And he's been to Ole Miss that many times or more, but he lives like 40 minutes from Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. But I, the Ole Miss one, I would have thought, like, if you're going there, you'd have committed by now. Like, there's nothing on that campus he hasn't seen five times. Right. So I, I think it'll be Auburn, Tennessee. Except for a defense. He hasn't seen that once at Ole Miss. That is, that is well played. Thanks. I appreciate that. I'll give you credit. I appreciate that. that. I appreciate that. All right. Auburn's got a bunch of guys that we need to touch on that are going to be on campus this weekend for Big Cat Weekend. Which of these guys could pop and commit? We discuss next right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business, and you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. They help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Every professional just about uses LinkedIn Jobs, their algorithm, the access and the tools and the information they give you about uh, these potential hirees. Um they can give you more information than anybody else. So you need to check out LinkedIn jobs to help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster and for free. Post your job for free. LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Brian Smith, as we look ahead to Big Cat Weekend, the biggest storyline going into it is Perry Thompson. And it seems like it's finally going to happen. So moments before... Demarcus Riddick announced Perry put on his Instagram story. He just tagged Demarcus Riddick and he put a smiley face next to it. And then Demarcus Riddick commits. He's been, I mean, he's been pretty like out there about like Auburn related things, despite being committed to Alabama. Mm -hmm. And it just seems like there's so much smoke around him popping and actually completing the flip this weekend. Brian, where are you on this? If he doesn't commit, would it be the bigger surprise? My answer would be yes. What, what's your take? I mean, I, I think he's going to – I think he'll flip this weekend. That's my guess as well. So I look at it from the reverse, and so do you. I mean, how much longer could you put it off? This has been going for a while, bro. This has been going for a while. Mm-hmm. So I, it's time. Go ahead and make your announcement. Do you think – do you think the timing of this, though, was strategic? Maybe he was doing this a few weeks ago, and then they're like, well, hold mm-hmm. off till everybody's on there. Because there, it was like two weeks ago, and everybody was having all this buzz on Twitter, all the players, the actual Auburn football right. account. They were all tweeting all this stuff, and nothing happened. And some people think that's when it happened, when, when 
Oh, uh, like a silent commitment kind of deal? Yeah, something like that. And so Probably. You know, is there a chance, Probably. if that was the case, is there a chance that they told him, hey, hold off, let's do it on Big Cat when there's a million other kids on campus to create that buzz? That is a big part of this. Look, they have meetings about this. Yeah. Part of your staff, it's like, not only do we want you to commit, mm -hmm. obviously we want your services. How do we maximize this? Right. Like I, I was with a buddy of mine, Miami kept having these Friday night and Saturday night commitments. I'm like, what are they doing? These are, it's the worst possible time to have these. Never. You want them to be Sunday through Thursday. But anyway, Auburn, if you get a kid like this, you'll take it whenever. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But he'll probably announce, I would have guessed Sunday. Mm -hmm. That would be my guess or Monday right yeah. after the event. That's my guess. It'd be huge. That would be certainly huge. Other guys that are intriguing on this list. Malcolm Simmons, another wide receiver. He is from Benjamin Russell up in Alexander City. And this is a guy that, I mean, he's, he could kind of be a tweener. I think he could kind of do multiple things. Six foot 170, has really solid speed. Uh, sounds like Liberty was recruiting him back when Hugh Freeze was there. So Hugh Freeze right. really knows this kid. Um, your thoughts on on what you know about Malcolm Simmons? He's a kid that can probably play slot for you, and depending on how big he gets, can still be a flanker. I think that in his offense with the RPO game, these are the kinds of kids that he can turn into stars. I don't care what he's ranked. I, I told you this before the show. If you freeze likes an offensive skill guy, I like an offensive skill guy. And mm -hmm. I'm going to leave it at that. He, he's kind of figured that out. I get it. I get it. Uh, all right, let's pivot to DeAndre Carter. The offensive oh. lineman, some places have him as an interior offensive lineman. Seems like Auburn's recruiting him as a tackle. It's kind of what I see the Auburn beat referring to him as, but we'll certainly wait and see. But California kid goes to Matter Day. Um, offer list is absolutely insane. His size is very wow. big. A lot of people think he's on a commit watch this weekend. That would be huge, man. Getting an L.A. kid to go to Auburn is not an easy task, and especially with his offer list because it's a who's who. Again, yeah. it's kind of like Riddick. He wants to call an Alabama or something like that. He can do that. He wants to go to Texas. He can do that. This would be huge for them. And they need O-linemen. We talk about that all the time. Mm -hmm. Plug and play, in my opinion, at guard. Tackle in the SEC is another animal. He's got to prove it to me. But I think he could start at Auburn as a freshman on the interior. You think he's that good? Yes. Yes, I do. He is an animal. Is it a strength thing? Is it because he's so big? What specifically stands out when you look at DeAndre Carter? Everything. <laughs> he's, and he's at modern day. He's at modern day. Like, when I was a kid first starting to follow recruiting, like, it was the program, and it's still mm -hmm. top 10 in the nation. Their coaching is so freaking good. I talk to college coaches now, and recruiting has changed because of the portal. They want yeah. kids with polish. You're not going to see modern day kids come out that don't know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. You're not. It's kind of like Phoenix City Central or, you know, what uh, Clay Chalkville, something like that. Sarah Land programs, you know, you're going to get coaching, get guys that come in that are going to understand system. They're yeah. going to be able to come. Modern day has been that way for 40 years. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he, he will have a chance to play very early. And then another offensive lineman that's kind of on commit watch, Reese Baker. Different situation. This guy's been kind of flying under the radar is how a lot of people describe it. I mean, he's not really ranked that many places, but Brian, it sounds like he was camping at Auburn and he impressed the coaching staff and generated an offer. Mm -hmm. I think the discussion is like, is it a committable offer yet? And I mean, 
at some point you just take the offensive tackles that I think uh, are that uh, that are interested in you <laughs> because you're you, not you need, having you, a conversation. You need you need <laughs> offensive tackles. I, I think I'm okay with Reese Baker being uh, being on that list. But have you have you looked at this guy at all? What stands out to you about him? Six five. 260. He needs to eat a few, uh, he needs to eat a little <laughs> bit more, I think. But I mean, you still like the frame. Well, if he, again, if he came to camp and he earned the offer in front of you, Freeze, there's something they like. And my guess is with the system that he runs is he's a hell of an athlete. Mm-hmm. They're going to run and move guys, screen game, short passing game. They need alignment to get out and, and move. That kid's an athlete. Number two, he's an in state kid. They're probably going to take more chances on a kid from the local area. That's never been a bad thing because the state of Alabama, I think it's number six in the country per capita of the NFL, something like that. So that's not, it's not a bad idea. Do you think there's more merit into doing like putting an offer out like this for an offensive tackle or an offensive lineman versus other positions? Because odds are like, you're going to need to develop them for two or three years anyway, before he plays Um, an offensive line. That's kind of a normal thing. Anyway, I mean, what are your thoughts on that from a development standpoint? It depends on what you're trying to run schematically, but this kid's athletic enough again, or he wouldn't, you freeze wouldn't have offered him. Right. And it's never going to change. You need college strength. Like DeAndre Carter is the exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. He is, he was a grown man when he was 15 years old. This is a normal kid. He's 260. You know, like, I mean, 260 and normal. That sounds so weird, but. He, like compared to DeAndre, he's small. He's he's eighty pounds wider. So yeah, it's crazy. And two, inch, and two inches taller. <laughs> it's yeah. Do not get in front of DeAndre between him and the refrigerator. But it's yeah. it's one of those deals, man. Where you're going to have to develop some kids. Alabama's first title, they had a whole bunch of three star kids. They developed. You freeze when they got good at Ole Miss. They developed a bunch of kids. Mm-hmm. This is part of the process. Auburn's famous for that. They've done it forever. You're not going to get all four and five stars like, you know, Riddick's great, but how many are you really going to get in the class? So even Kirby and all these other guys that are at the top, they develop those kids too. So mm-hmm. Auburn needs tackles. If you think he's good enough, you got to go on your own merits. Not what Rivals says or 247. I'm with you. And, and Hugh Free seems to really be confident in his own evaluations, which is oh, great. God. Which is yeah. great. Uh, I don't know if we've had that for a hot minute. So that's that's certainly exciting. No comment I, there. <laughs> uh, Brian, I want to ask you what's at stake this weekend for Auburn in just a moment. Right here on Locked On Auburn. One encourage- the NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Could you join the Locked Auburn Discord? It is free. All you have to do is click the link in the episode description down below. And also, please click that subscribe button with me and a ton as we head into fall camp next week. Brian, when you look at the momentum that Auburn has now with Demarcus Riddick being a part of this and Look, there's a show up on the on the podcast feed that we did yesterday. We went live, and I mean, one of our bigger live shows that we've ever had just because there's so much energy around the program. So with that energy going into Big Cat, if there are no commitments, oh. is it almost a bit of a concern as far as like what's at stake this weekend? That would be almost unheard of. I mean, number one, it's just the law of averages. I don't think there's been a commitment at Big Cat in a few years. 
I'm just going to throw out the obvious. Mr. Potato Head does not count. <laughs> okay. It's just, the potato famine is over. <laughs> that's right. They have a guy that's a Southern guy that knows recruiting. That is a likable person. It's not that hard to sell Auburn as we all know. Sure. If they don't get a couple of kids and I'm just, I'll go, I'll go a step further. Take Perry. I think we all know he's probably going to go to Auburn. Take him out of it and all that and, and Riddick and all that. They should still get a couple more. Mm-hmm. I have a personal upset pick for a flip on them anyway. The, the running back from Georgia is committed to Louisville. I mean, I don't think Louisville is going to get a lot of kids from is Georgia. Is that Watson? Yeah, he's he's Duke. He's a good player. Duke Watson. He doesn't seem very committed to Louisville. Yes, I'm not trying. <laughs> I'm not picking on Louisville. If you're a Louisville fan, don't hate on me. I'm just being honest. Yeah, kids from the public schools in Central and South Georgia, they're as likely to go to Auburn as they are Alabama or Georgia. They've always mm. been that way. Louisville, not so much. So I'm with you. He's on flip watch for me, and I also think that there's probably going to be a one or two other kids that just really like Auburn that. It's just close enough, but not too close to mom and all that stuff. They're going to get a couple of kids. It's just, you got to go through the weekend. Let's circle back to, to Duke Watson, the running back you just mentioned. It, does he pair well? If you're going to take two running backs in the same class, Fat Burnett's part of this class. He shut down his recruitment. He's going to be part of this class. Bigger dude. LeGarrette Blunt type build, like a bigger bruiser guy. I mean, <laughs> they, they, they kind of, they kind of complement each other well if, if he yeah. were to join this class, right? Well, he's going to be a kid that can catch the ball and do some different things. You could run some two-back. You could run some 21-22 personnel. And with you, that doesn't mean you're running power. You could still have both your tight ends in the slot or something. He's He's got his own – I mean, he is a mm-hmm. pain to defend. Ask Nick Saban. So, to my knowledge, he's the only guy that's beat him two years in a row since Nick's been in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, that was 14 right. and 15. So, right. And it's because of the offense. He'll figure out a way to get kids like that, not only in space, but like in an ultimate perfect matchup for Auburn. He'll maximize. So going into yesterday, Auburn was ranked 20th on the on three team rankings. They moved up to 16th when Demarcus Riddick announced that he was choosing Auburn over Alabama and Georgia. But when you look at average player ranking, they were seventh in the country in average player ranking. That's I mean, the more important statistic, it's right? It's the off more the important one, oh, exactly. Yeah, because it's about high. You need high ceiling guys if you're playing Nick and Kurt. Mm-hmm. You're not going to beat them consistently. I think we can all agree on that. So, 100. percent That's that's a great number actually to bring up. It's a very yeah. good sign for year one too. Like he's just getting started. That's a good sign. Well, especially if they get some of these guys that you know Auburn's certainly in the running with. With, I mean, you know, we we mentioned Camarion Franklin a second ago. You know, TJ sure. Lindsay's a guy we haven't really talked about. He'll be here this weekend. He's a he's a high caliber guy. If you if Tremendous. you get Perry Thompson to be a part of this class, like all of a sudden it's like that average player ranking is just going to keep going up if if they're able to pull off um, some of those kids. TJ Lindsay's one of the most underrated recruits in the country because he's from the middle of nowhere in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. He just transferred down to IMG. His ranking's about to change. He's a oh teacher. yeah, it'll shoot up mm-hmm. and. Again, they need defensive linemen and stuff. This is how you beat the elite teams. You beat Ohio State or something. You're going to need those guys. Good for Auburn, man. This is kind of cool. I'm. This is the first time in a long time that I've been like excited to cover what's going on with Auburn recruiting. And it's like shot way up. It didn't go up a step. It went up like four. Yeah, I mean, winning yesterday, it it oh, seemed to ign- it seemed to ignite something because no, I mean, it, it, it kind of made the Joe Phillips thing from a few weeks ago not a fluke. 
right? I mean, yeah, beating out Georgia for him, it's like, oh, we've done it more than once now. Yeah, and in a short period. Mm-hmm. If you get Perry, that's three of those in what three, three and a half weeks, something like that. Brian, Dude, I said on our, I, I said on our show yesterday that we put up after Riddick announced. But if they get Riddick and Perry Thompson in the same week, it'll be the best recruiting weekend in Auburn history. I mean, just as far as the implications of flipping a kid from Georgia, flipping a kid from Alabama, like within four days of each other, like they've never done that before. Unless it's like Bear Bryant days or something, maybe it happened. But I mean, I, that's yeah, they didn't win a whole lot in the Bear Bryant days, though. But sure. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like when they got Bo, yeah. it changed their program. Forever. That's true. But that's, I mean, true. that's still just one guy. Yeah. And, just as far as sending a message, though, like because oh, whenever Hugh Freeze took 100%. the job, like you accept the fact that you've got to find a way to catch up with Alabama and Georgia when you take the job, and you find a way to get more and more players that they want to commit to your school. Like that's, that's the first steps at all of it. If he can do well this year, even when they lose a game, they can't have the blowout losses and all that. They've got a chance to finish in the top eight or so in recruiting. And especially mm-hmm. with, this is something I've been working on for a while. Anyway, the most important thing to look at in any recruiting class, go about to player one through eight. What's the average, like what's the ceiling and are they at critical positions? Corner, D-line, quarterback, yeah, those are important. Getting Perry, you know, you got a stud receiver to throw to. If you have those components, you can compete with anybody. Auburn is on that track, and then you throw yeah. on Riddick. as like a middle, whatever. I have no idea where they're going to play him, but I'm good with it, whatever it ends up being. They are on track all of a sudden, and two months ago, you and I weren't having that same conversation. We didn't know where Auburn was. They were at like 10 mm-hmm. commits or whatever it was, they, you know. Now all of a sudden they're on fire. It just their program has changed, and it got to give. The yeah, I mean, look, looking at their class, I mean, Walker White is their second highest rated player behind Demarcus Riddick. Yeah, he's really I good. Mean, De- yeah, the the middle of your D. I think Demarcus Riddick will probably play middle of the field linebacker. You know, Mike linebacker, and then Joseph Phillips is a pass rusher. Obviously, that's big. The perception on Bryce Kane as a commit yep. is obviously skyrocketed. You and I talked about that. And then you know if they're able to land Perry Thompson, I mean, just the core of what right. that can bring you is, is pretty, it's pretty remarkable. Did we see, I mean, be honest, you're obviously a diehard Auburn guy. Mm-hmm. Two months ago, how many of these kids do you think were really going to Auburn? Uh, well, a few of those guys like Walker committed a while ago, but yeah, I mean the, the DeMarcus Riddick thing definitely became more and more real over the last few weeks for sure. And then Joseph mm-hmm. Phillips, I mean, we kind of thought he was going to Georgia, you know, a month or two ago. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's changed. The perception has certainly changed. Brian, how can people check out everything you've got going on, my friend? At FB Scout underscore Florida. That's my Twitter handle. You can find me there. You can find me Instagram and also on YouTube. I'm the publisher at All Hurricanes on Fan Nation. But I'm all things Southern recruiting, brother. You know that as well as I do. I love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you want more Demarcus Riddick stuff, we went live for about 40 minutes yesterday immediately reacting to that decision. Be sure to check that out both on YouTube or on your favorite podcasting app. Please click that subscribe button. Would mean an absolute ton. And until then, we'll see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team 
every day.